You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, my friends. It's Andy. Welcome back to the show. How's your spring going thus far? Are you feeling the magic of the season besides the allergies, which have definitely got me? Everything has been so beautiful and expanding being here in LA. It's um okay, as I'm recording this, yesterday was the year anniversary of the time in which we packed our apartment in New Orleans and began the road trip across the country to move here. I can't believe it's been a year. I mean, I can believe it, but it's also what is time? Just a construct and a figment of our imagination. Yeah, so we've been here for a year. Speaking of New Orleans, we're getting ready to go back to New Orleans. If you want to go with me, we have a retreat that still has some spaces available. You can explore New Orleans with some high vibe ladies by your side. It's an opportunity to embrace your creativity while reveling in the city's unique culture art galleries, the beautiful French Quarter, City Park, the Garden District. We'll spend our mornings in meditation and movement. We'll have lots of magical food. We'll enjoy some live music. The intention of this particular retreat is to support our community through a weekend of vision and intuition. We're going to ground into our manifestation practice. We'll start with a powerful opening ceremony to activate this transformative energy of the spring season. And then we'll connect and share stories. And I don't know about you, but I'm definitely feeling like just being with people, making friends. How hard is it, by the way, to make friends as an adult? Maybe it isn't that hard for you. But I feel like I hear this a lot from the women that I connect with in this community all people that I connect with in this community, truly. This is not like a unique thing to women or men. I think it's just right now, especially coming out of 2020 and 2021, it's like we've gone back to when we were six years old in first grade and like trying to figure out how to to make friends. So we're going to make friends. We're going to make friends. We're going to share our story. We're going to listen to others' stories. We're going to co-create an empowering space to slow down to be with each other, to tune in, and to connect deeply into the intuitive gifts that we all have. So let's go. Let's go to New Orleans. If you're interested, all the details are on WeWe Studio. We also have our Bali retreat listed. It's actually almost sold out. It's spring of 2023. Join me, New Orleans or Bali. We're going to make some magic together. Today, I have a special guest. She's actually someone who lives in Bali and has studied Balinese healing, amongst other things. Her name is Flo Vega. She was introduced to me through another magical friend of mine who lives in Bali. I can't wait to see in person both of them when I am there for the retreat. Flo believes we can live a mindful and happy life. She believes we each have the ability to unlock our natural healing gifts and to be the most loving and authentic versions of ourselves. 
Her gift and what she loves doing is guiding people on their growth and healing journey. She has such a cool story and her practice and process is incredibly unique. She works with her clients to bring awareness to what their soul is communicating while helping them to let go of what's not serving them and shift unhealthy patterns at the same time. In her sessions, she works with a variety of different holistic practices, Reiki, Akashic Records, and Balinese Healing Arts, as I mentioned. She specifically works with the chakra system and uses a powerful visualization process in which she connects into each chakra one by one to determine where there's over or under activity, where there's blockages, etc. I had a reading with her quite a few months back. It felt like I was in the deepest meditation. If you're someone who gets acupuncture, and when you go to acupuncture, this is very much me, I'm like completely knocked out on the table. It's like I go into such a deep place that I wake up and I'm super refreshed and I feel completely rejuvenated. It's wild. I had that same feeling after my experience with flow. Her intention is to guide women on a journey to bring awareness into what there is inside that needs to be addressed, released, healed, transmuted to live a more loving and conscious life. She's really a special, special person. And I don't think she does podcasts often. So I felt really grateful for her willingness to join me and to share her story. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Flo Vega. Hi, Flo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you're bringing the beauty and the magic of Bali into this conversation. And I'm so ready to be back there at some point hopefully not too long from now. So Flo, let's start with a little bit of a conversation about your background, your story. So tell me a bit about you and how you grew up and also how you found your way into this work, this beautiful work that you do today. So I am from Argentina originally. I grew up there and I started connecting with energy when I was 18 years old. I was very lucky that my mom was a big support in my life for me to explore things that were out of what we knew back then and out of my comfort zone, but that I was already feeling that was resonating. And when I was 18, I started doing Reiki with somebody in Argentina And by the time I was 19, I wanted to do my first Reiki level. So that's kind of like how the journey started. Um, Then when I was 22, I did my second level. I used to study civil engineering. I switched into business, meanwhile. And then I had the opportunity to move to Bali, which was amazing. It was absolutely beautiful. And I feel that here I allowed myself to to connect with this side of me and to fully embrace it and to start working a little bit deeper into what is that I wanted to do with 
as regards healing, as regards helping others. So here I did my first and second level again, and I started doing my teacher and my master level. And you know how it is, everything starts aligning and happening quite so fast. And I started meeting people that were doing Akashic records and I got, you know, like, it was like, this sounds so amazing. And it's other ways, other tools to be able to communicate with the divine or our spirit guides. Um, And I started learning about it and I started integrating it into my sessions and everything was flowing so great and in a very like unique way. So I learned to embrace that and to trust what was happening. And when I was doing that, I met a wonderful Balinese healer that he doesn't speak a word of English. And he invited me to come to his house and join his family and teach me and initiate me in Balinese healing. And that was the most wonderful and humble experience. Uh, And he became my first Reiki student as well. Um, And yeah, that's kind of like, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful and very honored about everything. And that experience, I think some people who are listening are probably thinking they've never been to Bali and all they know is the, they know the book, they know Eat, Pray, Love, and they're imagining this Balinese healer and this experience of you kind of just being drawn into this environment. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about what that whole experience was really like. Is it like what people think it is in the book and in the movie, or is it, is it quite a bit different? What was your experience? (laughs) Um, it is a little bit different, it's a little bit more um, challenging as coming out really from your comfort zone because I was mm-hmm. transported into living in their village and they, they live in, in humble ways and although, you know, my gosh, they're like, they want to share everything with you. And it was so beautiful. They were cooking and making me feel so comfortable. But it's not what it looks in the movie, you know. Um, you really have to step <laughs> yeah. out of your comfort zone and, and be able to, to fully open yourself and embrace it. And of course, there's the language barrier. So his son was translating for us all the time. And Sometimes there's some frustrations that can come up because you cannot communicate the way that you want to communicate or the message is not received the way you wanted to transmit it. Uh, but yes, overall it was an amazing experience, but it's not how it looks in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. It never really is how it looks in the movies. That's why it's a movie or a book and not real life, for sure. For sure. So... Today in your practice, I had a beautiful opportunity to have an experience of a session with you. So can you, can you walk me through what a session looks like and what sort of experiences someone could expect if they were coming into the healing world and working with you? Yes, sure. So first of all, I want to share that I really believe that we can live a mindful, happy life that we can awaken our own 
natural healing abilities and that we can be the best loving, authentic version of ourselves. But I really think that in order to do this, uh, it's very important for us to be aware of what's going on inside of us and what is that our different energy bodies and our soul are trying to communicate for us to be able to take the necessary steps to get to this highest version of ourselves. So what I do in my sessions, I am able to tap into the chakras and be able to see, you know, the chakras are connected with different emotions, way of thinking, even like parts of our body, and they vibrate in their own frequencies. And for example, the heart vibrates in the frequency of love, of forgiveness, of empathy, of giving and receiving that beautiful flow. And where there's either something going on inside of us or outside of us that disturbs this frequency, that doesn't resonate with it, our chakras become blocked, overactive, or underactive. And so what I'm guided to do is to be able to tap into the chakras. And most of the times there's kind of like a movie playing on of, what is that it's going on? What is that causing that blockage? Or sometimes it's words or images, well, works in different ways. And, and if it's not very clear, I would ask, and this is when I tap into the Akashic Records, what are the things um, that we can become aware of and what is that we can do to bring balance into this chakra? So energetically, I do work in restoring the balance and the energy flow and opening the chakras, but also then I will communicate with a person what is that that person can do for themselves to keep working and growing and expanding. And of course, share what are the insights that were shared with me about the reason, the root of it. Mm. Okay, so take us through the chakra system. So for someone who's listening and they've had a little bit of knowledge about the chakras perhaps, or they know, okay, I think they're all different vibrating colors throughout the body. Can you give us an overview of the chakra system and help us to understand perhaps with the main chakras, at least in the body, what, what, those, what they are and how one could work with their chakra system? Yes, of course. So the chakras are energy centers within our physical body mainly. And we have the crown chakra that is above our physical body. Uh, and it's where matter and consciousness meet. And every chakra, as I mentioned, they vibrate in different frequencies. So for instance, well, first of all, we have seven chakras. Those are the main chakras in our body. And... Yeah, let's take like a little trip. Let's go first towards our root chakra. So our root chakra is all about being grounded. And this means to be able to be present in the here and now and be present within ourselves and be able to stay stable and strong no matter what's going on around us. It's also connected with our upbringing. It's, you know, that expression of like, okay, let's go back to our roots. 
And, and here is where we can connect with our primary needs and what are our inspirations. So we can plant those seeds and start growing. Um, as well, it's related with how safe we feel among our environment and how courageous we are to go out and explore the world. Um, then we have our solar, our sacral chakra. And this chakra is all about relationships and how we connect with others, how are we able to set boundaries, how we express ourselves, how we bring our identity out to the world. And it's also connected with the things that we want to create and to share our passions, the way that we feel joy, pleasure, we connect with our sexuality as well. And it's the first center when we start experiencing emotions. Um, and then we go to our solar plexus. Our solar plexus is our center of power, of personal power. And it's, it's our sun. It's where we know which are our skills. We can set goals. We can draw a plan to move forward towards those goals. And we feel confident and we feel valuable and self-worthy self to, to go achieve the things that we really want to attract in our lives. And then we have our heart chakra. Our heart chakra, as I mentioned before, resonates in the frequency of love, of forgiveness, of giving and receiving, of being able to understand others um, and it's, it's all about a conditional love for ourselves, for Mother Earth, for, for everybody that we encounter. And for example, personally in the heart chakra, it's where I see those things that we have not resolved from our childhood. And what is that our inner child it's, it's trying to communicate to us so that we can fully heal it, fully embrace it, and, and keep growing. And then we have the throat chakra. The throat chakra, it's all about expression, but expressing ourselves in an authentic way, expressing our true self. And it's the image that we also project to the world and, and how we want others to see us, to listen uh, to us. And it's connected also with trust and honesty. And here, for example, is where I can see those emotions or, or feelings that we have not shared with, with others, it can be with somebody in our family, partner, bosses, uh, that are keeping us like a little bit stuck, you know, that we cannot fully project ourselves. And when we project ourselves and we are aligned with our truth and we are able to express it, we open the center so that we can start also manifesting and attracting the things that we want in our lives. And that brings us to our third eye, that it is connected with manifestation. 
and it is connected with our inner wisdom, with our intuition. And it's also the center where you can see how conscious or unconscious we are about our thoughts, our belief system mm -hmm. as well, and, and how we can also project these realities, we first have to be able to imagine that this is possible for us, have all these positive thoughts and feelings that this is going to happen and be able to have the clarity to let our intuition guide us. And then we have the crown chakra. Um, so this one is located yeah. right above our body. And the crown chakra is the connection with the divine it's it's our light channel and everybody for example that it's able to take some time and meditate or do yoga or or practice something that connects us with with the higher powers or whatever your belief is uh usually has this chakra open and this is a chakra also that allows us to to be able to see the bigger picture and feel joy and and being in alignment with what our purpose beautiful so when someone has and they come in for an experience with you or they have a session like we did which was all the way across the ocean all these <laughs> many many miles away but we were able to connect via this the way we're doing it today we were able to connect via com the computer what do you notice in someone who has, because I'm sure most of us have imbalances in our chakra system. It's probably not likely that we're usually just, you know, firing on all cylinders just perfectly yeah. and wonderfully. So what are the things that you notice when someone has an imbalance in a specific chakra? And what are the ways that someone can work to open that chakra if there is a, a blockage after they are in a session with you going forward, what, what, would, what would they do to take care of themselves? Yes, so first of all, let's say I can see the chakra. The first thing that I see is how it's spinning and, and how strong it's vibrating as per sometimes I see colors, sometimes it's just a sensation. And sometimes there's kind of like a movie that starts playing out. Like, let's say in the heart chakra, you can see a kid running around and then confronting an adult and feeling in a certain way. So I start, you know, like exploring mm -hmm. and going deeper and maybe asking, you know, what is that happened to this kid that all of a sudden start being scared? And there is where the message comes as per, for example... I don't know, he wanted to show the drawing to his mom or his dad and they were not mm. looking at him or her. And this is maybe one of the reasons that a person as an adult might need validation nowadays, for example. So when mm. they do something... So all this time after we're a child, we like hold it in our heart all this time. Yes, all of us, to be honest. And even though... What I've realized, and I realize also with myself, is that I work with my inner child, but I feel that all of our lives are going to be working on ourselves, and, and that allows yeah. us to, again, you know, connect with ourselves, love ourselves, being understanding, and 
the term like you know you're healed I feel that is is not like it's something that you do just one time you know or you go to a session or you do it by yourself and nothing else is going to happen in your life it's it's a journey and so for example going back to the example this is something that has been shared of course the person can resonate with it or not this is like completely up to the person because this is about him or her and after that for example we can start working on okay how can I feel more confident on myself and when that necessity of having external validation comes in what is that I can do to to first you know like understand that I can validate myself because this makes me happy or I think that this is amazing you know sometimes it is connected also with an imbalance let's say this case in the masculine and feminine side and for example then I would go if this is the example this is the reason into the sacral chakra that it's where I can see this balance this flow and also being able to ask what is that we can do to align this to work together so that this person in the here and now whenever let's say they go back to work and they need to show something they've done they already feel confident that they've done their very best that their work is amazing and and not have the necessity to be validated to feel worth it that's an example for example mm. Yeah, and I'm sure there's so many ways that things can show up as you're doing this work. And after a session, there's not just this one moment where all the chakras are cleared and everything is spinning and vibrating in, in this beautiful way. There's going to be moments in life, as you said, that things are are beautiful and balanced and other moments where we take something in or take something on or something comes comes back from our little our days as a little tiny version of ourselves that we haven't thought about in so many years, perhaps, and and then there's work to do again. And that's probably just the ebb and flow of what it is to be human, right? Exactly. I feel that that's like part of our journey, you know, and as much as we can be connected with ourselves and, and work on being aware or work on being clear, having like clarity, and we can, you know, slowly train ourselves to catches before those moments like trigger us or make us react in a way that doesn't feel aligned with ourselves and and I think that it's something that as we grow and as we work on ourselves starts happening a little bit faster but even you know of course I have masters and people that I look up to and they are still working on things and I am working on things like nobody's perfect in that sense. And but I think that by giving people tools, besides giving them awareness of what's going on, by giving them tools to do something for themselves, I think that that it's a great way of sharing with the universe like I really want to work on myself and I don't want to depend on others a hundred percent. Like I might need support. I might need guidance here and there, but I want to do this for myself. And I think that that's a way of, 
awakening our own natural ability to, to heal. Slowly, it takes time. Yeah, beautiful. For someone who's never experienced a Reiki session, what happens in a Reiki session? Um, first of all, you're going to feel so relaxed. And for some people in the beginning, they might fight it a little bit because it's a new experience. It's difficult to fully let go, right? Uh, but mostly the first feeling that you're going to feel is that you are completely relaxed. Some people are conscious through the session and they can feel when I'm working in the different chakras and they can see colors or maybe a situation or maybe words start popping in their mind. Um, and some people are really able to kind of like let it go and go to another dimension where they don't understand what's going on or what's happening with time. You know, I bring them back. My sessions usually last 45 minutes to one hour of fully doing Reiki Akashic Records. Uh, they're like, is it done? It's been for me like five minutes. So it's different <laughs> experiences, but for sure it's very pleasant. It's really, really nice. And after a session, we will have a conversation of, of what has been shared and insights and just like an exchange of how the person is feeling, what they think about what they are hearing. And again, what is that salt work that they can do for themselves to keep growing and expanding and healing? Mm. It's so, it's just such a... It's such a lovely experience. I remember my very first Reiki session. It was a it was a, sh a chakra balancing Reiki session, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. And it was on the table, and we were, well, I was relaxing. I was just laying there. I wasn't doing anything. I was relaxing. But the the practitioner was working around my sacral chakra, and later she told me that there that she could really feel a, a block in my sacral chakra. And all of a sudden, I could just hear children laughing in the room. It was as if the doors to the wow. room had opened and a group of children had come into the room. It was like that level of audible to me. And so I'm still laying there and I'm like, I know <laughs> in my logical mind that the door is not open and kids have not come in the Sorry. room and are not standing here with me. <laughs> yeah, but I, but it was, it was so... It was, I was transported to a place where that was what was happening, and it was so joyful, and I was just feeling the joy of their laughter, and I asked her afterwards, I was like, what was up with the kids laughing? Like, what was that? <laughs> and she kind of just gave me a little bit of a laugh, and she was like, there was a moment when we were working with that particular chakra, and as it was clear, there was a lot of joy that was opening up for you, and that's so that's how, I, that's how I experienced it. It was very cool. That's beautiful. And yes, as she shared, and you experience like our sacral chakra is connected with joy, with pleasure, with letting ourselves, you know, like feel the enjoyment of life. So that's beautiful that you resonated that way. And that definitely mm -hmm. can happen. Um, yes, people can like all of a sudden be transported into another dimension and like feeling that these things are happening for real, like in the here and now. Uh, but that's not the case. Also, for example, 
I had a session where I was working on, it was in person, and I was working on the person's throat chakra. And her cat was laying next to us, you know, just being like super peaceful and relaxed. And out of a sudden, it stands up and starts like kind of like trying to cough out like mm. a hairball. And it lasted like 10 <laughs> seconds. And I put my hand, one hand on, on, it was a female, on her. And it started, you know, giving Reiki to her. And all of a sudden, she just stops and goes back to sleep. And I'm like, wow, like this is like, you know, a message of like all the things that we need to share and they need to purge. Um, so yes, some kind of like crazy fun things can happen. Uh, but for sure, it's all good and it's all coming from love and, and for, for your highest well-being. Um, but that's a good mm -hmm. one. Yeah, a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was uh it was really amazing. And the animals also, they they just know, right? So the cat being in the room was probably just working through the energy with you in some regard. Yes. I believe that that's the way that they can, you know, be kind of like a vessel uh for things mm -hmm. to either manifest or to flow, to let go. So, yes, very grateful for that cat being there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so great so great okay something else I wanted to ask you about so for someone who's considering how to be in this state of joy and compassion and live a mindful life what are some perhaps morning or evening rituals that someone could experience to live more mindfully day to day I really think that meditation is one of the most important things. And in order to meditate, you don't always have to like sit and stay still and have to, you know, like breathe or, or, or do a certain particular thing. I think that as much as we can like quiet our minds, um, this exercise already is like allowing us to to be more open, to be more connected with ourselves. And like everything takes time and it's like a step-by-step step that we have to do to be able to get to really be um, mindful and, and closer to this highest version of ourselves. Sometimes that I think, what I think that it's very important, sometimes when we are going through moments that are challenging and we're feeling different emotions and things at the same time maybe just to name them to say them out loud like I'm feeling mm. anxious I'm feeling um scared and feeling you know because that brings awareness of what's going on inside of us and again it's opening we open ourselves to be able to see this to express this and I think it goes back to when we see and we hear these things, we're able to practice empathy for ourselves and that fosters and nurtures the self-love that we have for ourselves. So I would say, yes, meditation, maybe naming your feelings, journaling. I journal every night, not every night, but most of the nights. And again, sometimes it starts like, I don't know what to 
say today, this is what happened to me and maybe something will come out to my mind where I was like, oh my gosh, I learned this about myself and I really want to work mm. on this aspect, on this attitude, on this behavior. And I keep writing and I'm like, well, maybe for this week I'm going to try to do X, Y, Z. Um, so yes, I just think that being able to pause and dedicate 10, 15 minutes to ourselves, I think that that's the first step that that we can do. I so agree. Those are certainly some of my everyday rituals that I have to practice is my morning meditation and my nightly journaling ritual. They just, they like bookend the days in such a beautiful way. Absolutely. It is. Wonderful. So Flo, if someone wants to work with you or if they wanted to schedule a session with you or learn more about what you do, how could they do that? I have an Instagram account that they can follow or reach out to me there. It's called Path of Growth. And they are also, you can find my calendar and all the information for the sessions. But I'm super welcome to have a chat with anybody that would love to know a little bit more of what I do or have like a specific question about chakras or anything that comes to their mind. I, I love connecting with people that are like-minded or that they want to start their healing and growth journey. Um, so yes, please send me a DM, connect. I, I love to hear from you. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's been such a pleasure to have you and I can't wait to be in Bali again and get to Yay. be together in person. <laughs> Something yes. soon. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will love to meet you in person whenever you come to Bali or whenever I go to California. It's It's been wonderful yep. to meet you and I really appreciate uh, this time and what you do for the community. Um, thank you so much, Andy. Thank you. Thank you so much to Flo for joining me on the show today. Thanks to each of you for continuing to show up for us here at Your Woo Woo Best Friend. If you've loved this show, it takes like 30 seconds, my friends, to leave us a review. And it really does so much for us in terms of getting new listeners to the show. We do this because we love doing it. And your feedback is so incredibly helpful to us. So leave us a review. I have to ask. And share on social. Definitely tag us if you do. You can tag us at your woo woo BFF or you can tag me at Weeby Girl as well. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you again next week. Much love. Have a beautiful continuation of this spring season. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>